Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship, and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi, guys. How's everyone doing? I am so excited because in a few days I'm going to be off to Cologne to go and see all the German Christmas markets and actually at the time you're listening to this I'll probably be there, actually I will definitely be there, uh, which is really exciting and I'm just so, so excited for Christmas and if you can't tell I really love Christmas, I don't know about you. (laughs) My fiance is a bit more of a Scrooge than me and I'm having to really force her to watch all the Christmas films and force some of that spirit of Christmas onto her but hey she is entertaining it for my sake so we're having a great time (laughs) and since Christmas is obviously next week there is no episode being released next Friday so we'll just pick up as usual the Friday after that so let's dive into today's episode and today's episode actually comes with a free book recommendation so you are welcome in advance And I think this book is actually one I've mentioned before on the podcast, but I'm reading it again now and it is blowing my mind for a second time. So I just had to talk about it in today's episode. And the book I'm talking about is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. So if you haven't already read it, I definitely recommend that you put it on your list for 2024. And if your brain works anyway like mine, which I'm sure it does since you listen to my podcast, you'll likely notice that your brain will jump to those terrifying, fearful stories of what could happen in the future, and then your whole body will be filled with anxiety and fear and panic. What if they leave me? Or what if they cheat on me? What if I get fired? And you suddenly feel that intense anxiety sensation all over your body, those sensations. And I know firsthand that these fearful thoughts can be totally paralyzing and feel totally paralyzing which is a big part of what Susan Jeffers talks about throughout the book. How often we let fear stop us from taking action and moving forward and doing the things we want to do in our lives. We see it as a sign that something is wrong and that we should stop in our tracks versus seeing fear as a totally normal human brain response. And I've talked a lot on this podcast before about the primitive brain and how it's always trying to keep us safe and how in modern day society, your brain has less survival threats to try and keep you safe from. And so now how it spends its time is identifying and sounding the alarm at emotional threats, threats that could result in you feeling some form of negative emotion. And Susan Jeffers talks about this in her book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, in a really similar way. And she says how there's actually three layers or three levels of fear. So layer one is the exterior situation. So things that happen to us or actions that we take or are afraid to take. So maybe you're afraid of being broken up with, or maybe it's you're afraid to give a presentation. One is something happening to you, someone breaking up with you. The other is an action you're afraid to take, like going and getting on the stage and giving the presentation. But both are external things happening outside of you. Then layer two is the fear lurking beneath layer one, (laughs) which is the inner state of mind. So that might be vulnerability, helplessness, rejection. It's the emotion that you imagine you will feel if you do that thing or if that thing happens to you. So if I get broken up with, I'll feel shame and loneliness. 
or if I give a presentation and stumble on my words, I'll feel embarrassment. We're afraid of the emotional experience. Then layer three, the layer beneath every and all of our fears, as Susan Jeffers says, is I can't handle it. And this was a huge shift for me when I read this in in her book, the idea that all our fears come down to the simple belief that we won't be able to handle it, whatever it is. So for a second, I want you to really do this little exercise with me. And step one is I want you to get clear on what it is you're most afraid of happening in your relationship. Get clear on the exterior situation whether it's something happening to you or an action that you might take. Maybe it's having a child, ending a relationship, being cheated on, being lied to, whatever it is, just write it down. Then I want you to consider, what's the inner state of mind that I'm afraid of here? What's the emotion? Is it helplessness, rejection, embarrassment, heartbreak, disappointment, humiliation, shame? What's the emotional state I imagine I'll find myself in if this thing happens? Then what Susan Jeffers says is that the reason for your fear around that always comes down to that third and final layer. Whatever your answers were to layer one and two, your brain is simply afraid that you can't handle it. And this is, of course, very in line with what I teach and what I help my clients with in my one-on-one and group coaching. You know, the idea that what your brain is most afraid of isn't the thing itself happening. It's the emotional experience it imagines you'll have if that thing happens. Which is why telling yourself over and over again that you're afraid of being cheated on and repeatedly asking yourself, what if it happens? What then? Is actually completely useless and not helpful at all because you're just perpetuating the idea that it is in fact a terrifying thing and signaling to your brain that it needs to continue to be hypervigilant about it. You're reinforcing those fearful and anxious neural pathways in your brain that are already programmed to be terrified of it and that believe you couldn't handle it if it happened. So this is why understanding your fearful brain is the most important step you need to take. And it's what I help all of my clients with, uncovering why exactly their brain is afraid of that thing happening to them. And of course, as what I teach is thought work and rewiring our thoughts, what I do is really help you understand the thoughts your brain is afraid to think that would create that emotional state in layer two. So for example, if your answer to layer two was you'd feel shame and embarrassment, It's important to understand that those emotions come from thoughts, sentences in your brain. So ask yourself, why would I feel those emotions? What thoughts would create them? For some situations, they may be reasonable thoughts that you wouldn't really want to change or challenge in the case of that situation. For example, if someone you love passes away, you don't really want to change your thoughts about being sad and missing them. That would be very strange and would not be the goal at all. But if your partner cheats on you, maybe you do want to challenge and change the thoughts where you would make it mean you weren't good enough and that you'd never find anyone else. But what Susan Jeffers really hammers home throughout the book, which again, I cannot recommend enough, is that whatever the situation, whatever the thoughts and emotional experience you'd have if that thing happened, what keeps you awake at night worrying about it is that one belief that you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle them cheating or lying. You couldn't handle being broken up with again and getting back out on the dating scene. You couldn't handle having to separate out your belongings and find a new place to live. You couldn't handle the guilt and pain you'd feel for your children and their reaction. You couldn't handle the idea of meeting someone new. You couldn't handle it. And this lie 
because it is a lie, by the way, (laughs) is what's owning you and zapping you of your joy in your relationship today. Because your brain is continuously operating from a place of fear, that fearful survival threat which treats everything like it's life or death. And we all know that voice, that little what if voice. What if I was wrong about that? What if they cheat? What if I forgive them and it happens again? What if they're sick of me? What if, what if, what if? And the silent answer to that question that your brain is subconsciously feeding you is that you couldn't handle it. And I'll share a personal example with you. One of my biggest fears always used to be losing a friend, as in a friend breaking up with me or not wanting to be my friend anymore. See, I was one of those lucky dogs that got both romantic relationship anxiety and friendship anxiety, which is super fun, of course. But my brain was so, so terrified of this happening that I'd lie awake at night, worried about what my friends thought about me, whether I was being a good enough friend, whether they liked me or whether they liked their other friends more. And I was always looking for signs of rejection from them and of course finding them because our brains will always find evidence for what we believe to be true. And then one day it actually happened. A friend removed herself from my life for good. And I of course had negative emotion about it, but I discovered the most surprising thing that I could actually handle it. I could survive it. I could handle the negative emotion. I could totally be okay and move forward. And looking back now, I'm actually very glad that it did happen. And the intense fear I felt in the years building up to it actually happening had nothing to do with the thing itself and everything to do with my brain's belief that that I wouldn't be able to cope if it did. And the reason I believed I couldn't handle it was because of what I was believing it happening would mean about me. I had the belief that if I lost a friend or a friend was mad at me and left my life, it would mean I was a bad person. It would prove how unlovable I was. It would prove I wasn't likable and that I was a loser. All beliefs that my brain had been practicing since childhood and were just default unhelpful brain habits, unhelpful beliefs, perpetuating this fear. And when I'm coaching clients on their own unique fears, we always look at the thoughts that they're afraid to think if that thing happens so that we can challenge them and debunk them a little, poke holes in them. And then we consider how else they could choose to think and feel if that scary thing did happen. And what we're doing here is teaching your brain that you could handle it, that it doesn't need to be so afraid because you can handle whatever life throws at you, that you can choose on purpose how you'd want to think and feel if that thing happened and what you'd make it mean about you and your future. Another thing Susan Jeffers talks about in her book is saying yes to the universe, which is a huge game changer, I have to say. Every time I read this chapter, a feeling of calm, relaxation just melts over my body. And it's really in line with a lot of what I talk about in terms of not resisting reality, which I also learn a lot about from Byron Katie. She has an amazing book called Loving What Is, which is another recommendation for 2024. If you've not already read that one, definitely recommend you go get it. And what both incredible ladies talk about is the idea that saying no to the reality of your life, to the universe, always creates more suffering. And when I say saying no, what I mean is being resistant to the things that happen in our lives, big or small, believing that things in your life shouldn't be the way that they are and wanting them to be different, feeling frustrated and resentful or terrified of bad things happening in the future. We subconsciously believe things aren't supposed to go wrong. And by wrong, I mean anything that's not in line with our vision of how it should be. And so when things don't unfold the way we hoped, we feel very resistant to that. We resist the circumstance. We feel frustrated and hopeless and like victims to our lives and to the universe. 
But imagine instead when something didn't go your way or the way you'd hoped it would, saying yes to it, saying yes to going through the emotional discomfort, saying yes to going through the experience and saying yes to this being your reality. And when I say, say yes, I don't mean pretending to be totally over the moon and happy about it. (laughs) That would be very strange and very Stepford wifey. What I mean is saying yes and being willing to go through the negative emotion and the pain, embracing it as part of your experience of being a human on this planet. And Byron Katie talks about a similar concept and what she does is have her students reframe their fears from I don't want X to ever happen to I am willing for X to happen. So I don't want my partner to ever cheat on me again could become, I am willing for my partner to cheat on me again. And when I've done this with my own deepest fears, I do feel a sense of relief because it's the unwillingness to experience those situations and to go through the emotion that creates our suffering in the present moment. But if we can say yes to going through the highs and the lows of life, and we believe we can handle and get through every bump in the road, that's when we feel the most powerful. So whatever the situation is you're dealing with right now, maybe it's traffic on your way to work or a looming deadline or a partner in a bad mood or a difficult family member, consider how can I mentally say yes to this being my reality right now? Rather than fighting with reality and creating more inner tension and conflict, how can I accept this as the reality and say yes to showing up to deal with it? And remember, saying yes doesn't mean being pleased about it and it doesn't dictate how you show up to deal with it. You can say yes to the universe and set boundaries around certain behavior. You can say yes to the reality of a situation and allow yourself to grieve and cry and mourn and say yes to that experience. Saying yes is just about dropping the resistance to what is and embracing the truth of reality in that moment. So there's a few things for you to think about in this episode and I've literally only skimmed the surface of all the amazing things you will learn from reading Susan Jeffers' book. So definitely go and purchase it and read it in the new year if you haven't already. And of course, the other great book I mentioned was Loving What Is by Byron Katie, another amazing one for you to read. Okay guys, that's all I've got for you this week. And remember, there is no episode next week because of Christmas. So we will pick up the week after. And I'm also going to be sending around an email, which will be me asking for your input and ideas for the kinds of things you'd really like me to talk about on the podcast. So if you're not on my email list already, go and get on it. I will put the link to join it in the episode information section and then look out for an email from me. Your feedback will be really, really appreciated. And the next round of my group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, is going to be opening its doors the first week of January. And this is where you'll be able to learn all about the tools and concepts I discuss on this podcast, but on a much deeper level, and learn how to actually apply them to your own unique situations and your own unique brain. It's an amazing program and such a supportive place to learn and grow, surrounded by people with similar brains to yours, doing the exact same work. So in order to make sure you don't miss out, you're going to want to go and get on the wait list. So I will drop the link for that in the information section of this episode. So definitely go and check that out. And let's make 2024 the year you finally master your relationship mind drama. And finally, can I ask you to do a little something for me? Could you go ahead and give the podcast a little rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. Okay, guys, I hope you all have an amazing Christmas and New Year, and I will see you all in 2024. Bye. 
If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 